Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Appreciate you sharing your middays with us. Last one for a while here, folks. So let's end on a good show this week, shall we? Let's try to do it here on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Here's how we can make it a good show. It's if you text on the Carolina Men's Clinic text line, 704-570-9610. The number is 704-570-9610. And we're going to start with some college hoops today because Fitty was out there live on the scene, being the journalist with the utmost integrity that we would expect from him, of course, over at the Spectrum Center, watching North Carolina get a win over ranked opponent Oklahoma. Big old win for North Carolina last night as they have gone through an absolute gauntlet of a schedule, and they get the win over the Sooners. Fitty, how was that game? Getting to watch your heels live get a uh, victory at the end of this three-game streak against ranked opponents. Well, uh, you know, once the final horn sounded and the guys in Carolina Blue emerged victorious, it was well worth uh, the time, a great experience, great hospitality out there by the fine folks with uh, the Jordan brand and the Jumpman Classic and or the Jumpman Invitational. And uh, me and this guy that uh, knows of us had a very good time talking about officiating the final 12 minutes or so of the second half. I was about to say it sounded very professional, and then you threw some strays somewhere, and you can't reference this. Or you said there was somebody that knows of us. Yeah, like that he was know, talking about this. Yeah, there was a guy there. We talked the last twelve minutes. Never found out his name. Never told him my name. But he asked me who I was here there for. Told him, of course, WFNZ. And he's like, oh, I, oh, I know of that. Um, and he was doing some play-by-play stuff, and uh, was very intrigued with the officiating the last 12 minutes or so of the game. So we had we had some fun uh, yucking it up about college officiating. Wes, what do you? How professional do you think Fitty reacted during the the time it got a little close when Oklahoma brought it to within five points, and it was later in the second half? How professional do you think Fitty was representing this uh, radio station? Uh, I don't think he was very professional at all. I think it's one of those <laughs> things where he just can't help himself, and when things get a little thick, it's no matter how hard he tries, when things aren't going. Carolina's way, he's going to just self-implode. Um, so uh, how would you assess yourself, Fiddy? Like, can you be realistic about how you acted over on Media Row? Yeah, I mean, I was professional. Like, the first 35 minutes of the game, I was just kind of sitting there, had my computer in front of me, very Willie P-esque, doing the live tweeting on the WFNZ account. But when it got 70 to 65, you know the meme that you see from the video games where, like, you're kind of – you're laying back, and then like when you get to winning time, you get in your little position. That's a great illustration. I did sit up, 
mumbled a couple of expletives underneath my breath when R.J. Davis put a three ball in to make it 73-65, to 65, and from then on it was smooth sailing. All right, so maybe we just go ahead and pull up to the scene. Mr. Bus Driver having been there himself last night to watch the Heels beat Oklahoma 81-69. to 69. For the last time in a while, we're going to treat this like a Friday because for us, well, it is. We're going to be going on our merry way, if you will. I'll be taking a trip to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Vinny, I think you're going to go to L.A. And Wes, you're going to go to, I don't know where you're going to yeah. be. Hey, no, on. With the fam. Be, that's know, right. Around here, staycation. Yeah, the cord. Right. Yeah, that's right. The cord. Uh, C town. C town. Con City. C Vegas. Well, yeah, yeah Con City is my favorite. Con, Con City. City. That's well, what I'm gonna go with. Well, Fitty's going to L. A. Good yeah, old. LA. Yeah, not, no, Los Angeles. What? what for are you? a split second, when you said that, I thought, I was like, damn, what's Fifty going to Los Angeles for? No, for those that don't know, we were asking nicknames of cities yesterday, and I did not realize that people will call Lancaster, L. A. Yes. And many people, I thought Fiddy was capping for a little bit. People wrote on the text line. He got no, a lot of cosigns. Yeah, he did. He did. And so he's going to go back to L.A. for some Christmas. <laughs> All right, let's pull up to the scene. Open up the doors, Fiddy. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! Kick it! I can feel it. UNC held Oklahoma to just 28 points scored in the first half, and it led for a lot of reaction, at least on my timeline that this was the best half we had seen defensively from North Carolina this season and possibly, I don't know how long in the Hubert Davis era, but certainly it had been a while since we saw that kind of effort. Here's the head coach talking about that, just that after the game. I thought we were really good defensively. You know, one of the things that Oklahoma is, is great at is getting consistent points in the paint, whether it's post, penetration, offensive rebounds. So it was a huge emphasis on us. Uh, when they ran their action, which was mostly ball screens, to be, you know, protect the paint. And I thought that that is what allowed us to get some steals and deflections and create 18 turnovers. I just, I, I do. I think uh, the first half and overall defensively, I think that was our best effort of the season. So North Carolina, they can hang their hat on some defense at also scoring 81 points against the Sooners. What did you make of the performance, maybe even defensively here, Wes, watching North Carolina get that dub? Yeah, I thought they played really good. I mean, they pretty much dominated the game from start to finish. They moved to 2-0 in a jump man invitational. They're now 20-5 and against AP-ranked opponents. In Charlotte, R.J. Davis came out and did what we expected him to do. He scored 23 points. They're 7-0 and when he has at least 20 points and five assists, and he led Carolina in scoring for the seventh game in a row. He's the first to do that in seven consecutive games since my favorite all-time Tar Heel, Tyler Hansborough, did it. That's right. And so he came out and played really well. Carolina had a season-high 10 steals. They got out there, man. I mean, Oklahoma didn't score until 14-11 in the first half, so I thought that that was uh, a big-time performance by the Tar Heels to come out there and do what they did against a ranked opponent, and it definitely gets confidence back into that fan base uh, you know after taking a loss to Kentucky and some of the struggles they've had against some of the better opponents this was a, a nice win for them. I think this was the perfect test early for North Carolina before you really settle into conference play. I think that three game stretch where we saw them play a clearly better basketball team in UConn then they play Kentucky which I thought was pretty even Maybe Kentucky controlled it. They certainly controlled the glass. No question there. But still, a pretty even basketball game where they even took the lead late. They gave it right back to Kentucky. North Carolina didn't win what was a tight, 
close contest, but still a pretty even ball game. And then against Oklahoma, yeah, it got close where there was a five-point deficit there that the Sooners suffered, but it was only for just, what, one possession's worth of time, and then R.J. Davis hits the three. They regained full control over it again. I thought that three-game stretch against ranked opponents, Wes, was perfect for North Carolina. You lose the close one, you lose to a team that's clearly better than you, and then you control another team that is a ranked opponent in the top 10, even with the strength of schedule that's not very good for them. I I don't expect Oklahoma to be a top 10 team at the end of the regular season. Offensively, they're gifted. They got some good guards, can hit shots, as we saw in the second half, and split the defense, but I don't expect them to be top 10. I could see them easily being top 25, especially with how good that conference is. Perfect schedule right before you get to conference play. Love how everything is set up for North Carolina going forward. Yeah, and so, too, you look at the performances you got. Baycott was much better yesterday. I mean, 14 points, eight rebounds. And the thing, you know, the last game, a lot of turnovers, only three of those. And that was a big deal for Carolina in this basketball game, only nine turnovers. We know how much they turned the basketball over against Kentucky. And so that was huge for them in this contest as well. And, you know, I just thought it was an all-out effort where this team looked like they had the mentality that they were coming into this basketball game and ready to play. They did lose the rebounding edge, but still they controlled this game for most of the night. And it's like like a determined basketball team that was angry about what had happened to them in their last time out. And they looked like they weren't taking no for an answer. And that's the way they played the entire ball game. So you're right. Armando played better. Myron Goodman writes in. Still not dominant, yeah. but he played better than what he played the last game. That, that's true. Myron writes in, rebounding a huge issue for North Carolina. Baycott must play better for this team to do special things. And also that last part could be true also. But they were able to get by and control that game without Armando having what was a sensational performance. Fiddy, what were your main takeaways here? Watching the heels get this win. Maybe a couple of flaws still here, but at least they were good enough to, you know, win by double digits. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the second time in three weeks they've controlled a top 10 opponent from the start of the game to the end. They led wire to wire. Um, You only do that if you're a really good basketball team. And I don't know if Carolina's in the tier of national championship contender, but they have the makings of being a team that can definitely get there if they compete that way defensively moving forward the effort was just the most noticeable thing like harrison ingram cormac ryan they were everywhere and even though armando baycott wasn't dominant he had enough of a presence on both ends of the court that impacted the game and that's what he didn't have against kentucky he never made kentucky feel him on on either end of the court he made oklahoma feel him um and you know the best part of the night was the corner three which when that ball was released, there was a lot of groans <laughs> in the air. And then when it swished through the net, it was as loud as the spectrum was going to be the rest of the year. So um, <laughs> that, 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 that was fun big, to see. Man, but, uh, you know, I, I just if you're a Carolina fan that you were on the fence, I don't know how you cannot be bought in after what they've done in this this six game stretch where they went three and two against ranked opponents and then they beat a Florida State team at home to get an ACC win. I agree with you on North Carolina. I have a couple of other college hoops questions to pose to both of you before we end the segment. Duke also gets a big old win last night. That game big was old. fun. I like when you say big old. Big old win. <laughs> Top of county. Man, that's a big old win Duke got last night. That was a big old cow. Getting to see Blue Devils get that victory. Uh-huh. They went 78-70, to 70, and this was without Tyrese Proctor, something that we were on the fence about whether we would see him in this game, but they still got the dub. 
Kyle Filipowski, only 13 points, but really it's McCain who leads the way. 21, Roach doing a nice job this season with 18. Any takeaways from watching Duke get that big old win? Yeah, I think it was tremendous. I mean, a guy talked about it on the text line yesterday, how MSG is their home away from home. They've won seven straight and eight of his last nine there. The win over Baylor marked the first win over opponent ranked between number six and ten since they beat Kentucky in 2021. So, uh, Flip didn't necessarily have a huge scoring night, but still was very effective with a double-double 13 with 10 boards. He's got 20 career double-doubles But you now. almost like that too, right? That Flip didn't go crazy and you still got the win without yeah, Proctor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be excited about that. But most importantly, like I said, I thought Duke in this spot, man, it's just something where just you come back to the pedigree of that program, what they represent, man. And it's like, yeah, you might catch them lacking every now and again. But Duke, at the end of the day, in the biggest of moments, they're going to come to play basketball. And when you look at defensively what they were able to do um, to this team and holding them under their season average, 18 points below it to be exact, tremendous performance by them. It's why I said yesterday, Walker, they've got the the most trust of me going into ACC play because you scored 78 without your point guard and without Filipowski being him on the basketball court. I thought McCain and Foster made made timely plays. McCain was sensational for them last night. And as it, as as they continue to grow and as they continue to figure out how they want to play and, and who they want to play with, the talent's there. And, I mean, I don't like admitting it because I hated them as a player. John Shire can coach. And his kids respond to him because when they got down, he called timeout and he challenged them. And then they rallied off one of those patented Duke runs that led them to a marquee win over a Baylor team that's good enough to win the national championship. This tweet came in from Brian Ives, a North Carolina fan. You can follow him on Twitter from Away to Worthy. He says the ACC is 9-3 and three versus the Big 12. All other major conferences are 14-27 and 27 versus the Big 12. 14-27 and 27 while the ACC is 9-3. and three. I know many would rather be ranked high in Ken Palm, net, than win games, but that's notable against the best conference in the sport. I thought it was an interesting tweet because here we have the Big 12 and the ACC getting a couple of wins last night against schools in that conference. What does this do for the reputation of what historically is a basketball conference? North Carolina, Duke, having big victories, being atop the sport. Duke struggling for a little while, but that is a win that at least brings them back into good graces. You know how much Carolina fans think of their team right now, certainly compared to last year. Where's the ACC heading into conference play compared to every other conference in college come basketball? Come on, baby. You know what time it is, all right? This ain't football, you know, when you can come with your stats and stuff, and the ACC is behind the SEC Maybe the Big Ten in terms of football, but basketball, you know what time it is. The ACC's reputation is tried and true. There are years where people wanted to say, oh, the conference is down, and then guess what? They get to the tournament, six or seven teams in the Sweet 16. ACC is always going to be the premier basketball conference in America, point blank, period. I mean, I think it just continues to prove what we've all been saying the last couple of years. The ACC has been like me to a life partner. It's been undervalued, but on the big stage, in the big moments, this conference comes through. And um, it makes it all the better that when Carolina and Duke are the ones leading the charge. Because when they're at the top of the ACC, the perception's totally different. Because if they're 1-2, the media will tell you it's a great basketball conference. If they're not 1-2, one, two, one, two, all of a sudden the ACC's down when the tournament would suggest otherwise. But make no mistake, last night was big for the perception of the league heading into the new year. Did you say you were undervalued? Yes. As a 
partner? Yes. Okay. You don't agree? As a lover. Yeah, he forgot to say lover. That's yeah. what I wanted. Well, I mean, right. oh, when I said lover, someone started laughing, and I felt like I, I made it awkward. If I said partner. We all laughed when you said lover. It was hilarious. The text line did as well, and now it's funny as you even say partner. That is the voice of Josh Fitty Marlowe. We don't undervalue him. We overvalue him. That's right. Here on we Wes sure Walker that, Sports Radio. Is that Radio. good, though? 92.7. Yeah, I guess that's not. I really did. <laughs> Just I say you value me. I know. I can't. Even when I try to compliment him, I can't do you it. can't do it. I'm sorry. I try. All right, let's move on. It's the game day dubs. What do we expect from the Panthers-Packers matchup on Christmas Eve? Well, let's all discuss it roundtable style. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Me and Fiddy came in a little bit shook to this segment because of something Wes revealed to us just a little while ago. So just because it's the last show before we take our holiday break, we'll be back with you, I think, next Thursday. It'll be Adam Gold. The Adam Gold Show will be taking place tomorrow from 12 to 3. So we'll give you that on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I think we're going to let the producers cook next week, right, Fiddy? Can you tell us what the schedule is next week? All right, so Adam Gold, I believe, is on Wednesday. But, yeah, the Prod Squad, the producer show, will be in the middays. Me and Flound actually do our first ever doghouse show next Wednesday ahead of the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, so we'll be on, but that that's during Kyle's time slot. We'll be on from 3 to 6. Something tells me you've been in the doghouse before. From those partners that undervalue you so much. <laughs> I like it. You better play me the drums. <laughs> That's a doll right there. <laughs> Why don't you ever play my bark, man? Well, because I have your bark. <laughs> this is your bark sounder. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. I saved wrong. <laughs> it's a better bark. Because I what? hit it yesterday and I hit the yeah. Luckily, it worked for when I hit it. But I oversaved over your dog bark because your dog bark not as deep as Wes, but it was really really good. Yeah, you had a good bark, especially uh, at the end when you paused and then gave a little bit after you let you it, like let the it surprise bark. I you, did like that, that. You were a big fan when of the you surprise. You let it hang for a second, then came back and let you know. Nah, it ain't done. Yeah, I gave you the surprise, the delayed bark. Fitty gave us a surprise with the oh, that thing is diseased yeah. and we need to run away from it. <laughs> That dog needs to be put down. That dog is old yeller style. I'm sorry. It lived a great life, but it got bit, and there's just no saving it. It needs to be put down immediately. I want to go back because we were real shook coming in. I wanted to give 
the show some sweets this morning and we just exchanged some gifts with Fiddy and we just wanted to make sure that, you know, everybody was taken care of on this last day before we move on. So I went to Harris Teeter, who I don't know if anybody knows this, but Harris Teeter, fire donuts. Fire everything. They, they don't you're right. miss. You're right. No, you're so right about that. But especially their donuts. So I go there this morning and of course they're all sold out. Like not a donut. It Maybe some of the, the weirder ones like the apple fritters, whatever, if you can even put that in the same neighborhood. But I didn't want to get that. So I just got some mini chocolate muffins. Which is straight crack right into my system. Okay, put it right into my veins. I can't get enough of it. It's just why I can't get those little mini bites, those muffins that only four come in a pack. I could eat a whole box of them, which is probably about like 24, 25, whatever. But anyways, so I got chocolate muffins. Nobody touched them for a while, but which is fine. And then we come into the studio and then that's when everybody starts eating. Wes reveals to us that he had never had a chocolate chip muffin before. Mm Mm-hmm. Wes, I'll repeat it for those that are still astonished. Yeah, (laughs) Wes told us that he had never had a chocolate chip muffin before. How? I started writing it down. (laughs) Fiddy said, yeah, we got to lead off with that. And then you said you had blueberry muffins, but never chocolate chip. Oh, blueberry is my favorite. I love blueberry. Well, tell us about the experience and tell us why you just never dabbled in the chocolate chip muffin department. I get, I guess the flavors with muffins, I either associate fruit with them I, I associate fruit with them mostly so chocolate chip has never really you know been something that i've looked at and been like oh yeah let me let me eat one of those i love blueberry muffins they're among my favorite and then i said i've tried more decadent muffins like biscuitville has like a peach streusel muffin that is decadent. oh my god you all right and then, I, and then there's <laughs> some other muffins that i bought before from like a hair's teeth or something like that for a dessert or something that have been along those lines, like peach streusel or, or something like that. But just never chocolate chips. So when I tried it, it was sitting here. I said, well, I'll try one. I said, Might I as like well. chocolate chips and muffins. Great combination. And then I bit into it, and I'm like, wow, yeah, this is pretty good. Oh, man. It's it's straight fire, yes, as it is some, straight some fire. radio hosts will say. Uh, we're getting some takes here on the text line. Uh, Moose wrote in, I'm the muffin connoisseur. Mm. In the Carolinas, uh, I don't know. I think there's some problems here with this text. I apologize, Moose. Uh, he said Ingles has the best muffins. Okay, that's his muffin take. Um, I have not been to well, Ingles to get, get the muffins. To that. You got to go to like yep. Dallas, North to Carolina to get to an Ingles. Uh, Bebop from Rock Thrill. I-, I would expect nothing less than Bebop. That's just kind of been- along the lines of what I was thinking. Bebop from Rock Thrill saying muffins are for breakfast, chocolate is not breakfast. Yeah, that that's kind of why I stayed, that's kind of why I stayed away from them too because I just didn't equate chocolate chip muffins with being yeah. something to to eat like. Burberry Gary chocolate chip muffins are overrated. In fact, chocolate chip anything is overrated. I, I, why is everybody going? It, no, like I chocolate chip. I thought everybody could agree on that. Even Wes, who hadn't tried it, does like them. So everybody should indulge in chocolate chip muffins. I don't understand. This is the question I do want to ask to the text line, though. What is something that surprises people that you have not tried before? Like, what food item is something you've never tried that takes people aback? Because I was surprised to have heard that Wes had never had a chocolate chip muffin. What is that item for you? You can text us on the Carolina Men's Clinic text line, 704-570-9610. Food item people are surprised to hear that you have never tried in your life. 704. And is it still have never tried or that you have tried it since then? 
or is it that you've still never tried? I it's it's whatever you want. I feel like you do you it's it's open. It's whatever I'm you want. I'm just wondering which way we're going depending on what answer I can give you and then I got to think <laughs> on it. <laughs> Did you have anything, Fiddy? No, I was going to tell Wes when he said that chocolate wasn't for breakfast. Uh-huh. Um you want to take a guess what I had for breakfast this morning? Chocolate, chocolate uh toaster strudels. No, I had some <laughs> of uh Miss Julie's fudge. It was the first thing I got when I got to the station. <laughs> See, sweet. I, I actually yeah, chocolate actually has its place. Well, and this breakfast. is the kind of time of year to where you can get away with some of that. You can eat some of the Christmas night. That's true. No, you're right about that. Yeah. It, it's a little bit better here. Uh, yeah, Jackson is saying flan. Never had that. Okay. Is, what is that? Is, I was going to say, is that bird? But that didn't sound right. Did you say, is that a bird? Yes. <laughs> the 704 number. Uh, I can... It's not a bird. <laughs> oh, look in the sky. It's flan. Yeah, I think that... Um... That 704 number, he had it. That was one uh, ramen noodles. People are surprised I've never eaten ramen. You've never eaten ramen? Hang on. You, no. yeah, you were a college athlete. You never had ramen noodles? No. I told you my my poor college student food of choice was PB&J. I wasn't a ramen Like noodle. homemade well, yeah, or I like the Uncrustables? No, nah, homemade. Bread, peanut butter, jelly. What kind of peanut butter? <laughs> I, that matter. I like creamy, though. I don't like, uh, oh, I like crunchy. crunchy. Yeah, Peter I Pan. Like crunchy. All crunchy right. Fly. No, ramen is surprising. And don't dip the, the knife or the whatever you make into the jelly without wiping it off. <sighs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I, a lot of interesting food takes from Wes today. <laughs> this is a great question for Willie P. No, we do. Yeah, Willie is the food connoisseur, but he also holds his pinky out anytime he eats. And so he's very sophisticated in that regard. And so I don't know if he would welcome chocolate into his breakfast life. People are saying they've never had liver mush. You know that we're basically the liver mush boys around here. We love the liver mush. Uh, We go scrolling, scrolling. Caleb said never tried guacamole. Guacamole is good. People act like it's, you know, oh, okay, whatever. Guacamole overrated. No, it's not overrated. That was a late in life thing for me, too. I enjoy guacamole now, too. All right. So we like guacamole. We like chocolate chip muffins. We like liver mush. We'll tell you what else we'd like a little bit later on as we start to reel in some of these text messages telling us what uh, food that people are surprised to hear that you've never had. Let's get to the game day. What are you laughing at, Fiddy? We can can go to you real quickly before we move on. Um... I now know why you asked me or laughed when I said I thought flan was a bird. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't give that enough time, to be honest. I've got like seven sex messages (laughs) explaining me what flan is. And and in fact, as I fly around in the air. I mean, it's hilarious because things were just starting to go crazy. It was a little chaotic. It sometimes gets that way. But we did not spend enough time dissecting you thinking flan was a bird it's like oh yeah it's a good uh it's a you know a cr- good christmas flan instead of like thanksgiving turkey or christmas ham we can just go with the uh, flan this I, holiday season i just played ignorant i just because i had no clue what it was and i just didn't comment that i didn't know what it was when i heard flan i was like what the hell oh, is yes. that the state bird the flan bird right Mm-hmm. That would have been one of my guesses. All right, let's go to the game day dubs. All right, let's do it. Enough of this nonsense, okay? Let's talk sports. Let's get serious. The who, the what, the where, the when, the why. Let's go with the who here first here, Wes. Who is the quarterback that has the better future with their team right now? Is it Jordan Love who you expect to have the better future? Or is it Bryce Young? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm glad I asked you this because it's hard for me to answer. I thought this one was difficult, so I'm going to go second on this one. Man, this is a very <laughs> difficult question. Man, this this is tough because I, I still believe in Bryce's potential and what he can do. 
But also, I was a fan of Jordan Love coming out of college. He had played Wake a couple times, and I had seen a few of his games, and I thought he was a really good prospect coming out. Mm-hmm. If I had to go today, I would go with Jordan Love uh, just because we've seen that he was able to sit, he was able to learn, and, you know, he's battled through the adversity, and he's playing well. I mean, you know, 3,300 yards, over 3,300 yards passing, 25 to 11 touchdown to interception ratio. I mean, he's got Green Bay in a position to where they're not necessarily championship caliber, but this is a team that you can see that they will feel confident that they got it right at that position. And, I mean, this is a guy, you know, he plays the game well from the pocket. He can run. He's got the size. He's got the arm talent. He's got everything you're looking for. Not to say that Bryce Young is not going to be a very good player. You just asked me which one I think has the brighter future. Uh, If you ask me that to a man today, I'm going to go with Jordan Love. I'm going to go with Jordan Love, too, because when you look at Jordan Love, Green Bay's actually done a pretty good job initially giving him good pieces around him. That offensive line... Wes, you have three guys in Elton Jenkins, Zach Tom, Rasheed Walker. That's not Zach even Zach Tom, Wake Forest, by the way. Uh, there you go. Not even to mention David Bakhtiari, who's only played 55 pass protection snaps this season, or offensive snaps, I yeah, should even he's say. Always hurt. So he is hurt. He's he's one of the best left tackles in the game, but he's hurt. Even so, you just put in another tackle, and he's one of the best in the league, and you even have some interior pass protection. In the preseason, when he was playing really well, Jordan Love. He wasn't hit at all, I don't think. Like, it was the best offensive line we saw all preseason. And think about the young wide receivers they have, Wes. It's crazy. And that's the thing, too, that gives Jordan Love a a bit of a nod, too, because, you know, it's not like he's there with guys who are established. It's not like Devontae Adams is still there and he's still got guys. He's making it work with guys that I'm sure a lot of you haven't heard of. Well, young, too. Dontavian Wicks. Yes, UVA. Yep. Uh, Jaden Reed, who I think was featured in our uh, Hi, My Name Is segment when we were looking up to the NFL draft. I liked, I liked him a Me lot too. at Michigan State. Yeah. I, I was a fan of him. Yeah. Uh, Christian Watson has actually not had the year we all expected him yeah. to. But still, but Well, and still dynamic uh, uh, receiver. And then Romeo Dobbs, who's just a strong mm-hmm. dude that can go up at the point of uh, you know, at the at the high point of the catch, if you will, and then go bring that thing down. All that, like they even have Luke Musgrave, Tyler Kraft, yeah, the tight ends are balling. Has been gone a lot of the year too, so so we just basically read you the roster on offense for Green Bay. I know that's not sensational radio, but it goes to show they're getting so much production from so many different receivers, and they're all crazy young. We're talking about guys that are in their second at most third year in the league. I actually don't think that's true. I think we're talking about about a lot of second and first year guys where, hell yeah, we'd love to have that in Carolina. Think about the difference there. We have Jonathan Mingo, who we're hoping can even have some of the production any of these other young wide receivers are for Green Bay consistently. The offensive line, night and day between what Jordan Love is working with and what Bryce Young is working with. All that to say, I still have high hopes for Bryce Young. Maybe whoever the front office is, really turns it around and puts the necessary pieces around Bryce to be successful. But right now that's not the case. And it would only be for, it would only be projection. And I don't even know what you would be projecting here with any kind of evidence that Bryce Young would be better than Jordan love. He has better receivers. He has a better offensive line. His coach is certainly better with Matt LaFleur, even with some questions here and there. And Jordan love has shown some accuracy last game. It took a dip, but before that he was balling yeah, I, I got to go with Jordan Love as it stands right now. Let's go to the what, Wes? 
What would it mean for Carolina to win a second straight game? Now, trying try, trying to climb out of the well without a ladder. Somebody threw one to them, and here they have two wins in a row. How big would that be for this team? Uh, progress. It would be something that would definitely put a jolt into the fan base and let them know that, hey, maybe this team, you know, is going to end this season on a positive note, and things could be looking good going into the offseason. That's what I think, because to be – I think Green Bay, like I said, we're not looking at they're, – they're still in the playoff picture – but to me, this would be a, a quality win because this is a decent team. I know they've got a losing record, but this is a decent team. This is no team you're just going to come in and walk all over. So I think this would be a nice win for the Panthers if they were able to get this one. I mean, any win for them, no matter what team it is at this point, is going to be a positive. But I think if you're able to put together two wins in a row, I think the fans will really enjoy that. Let me bring it back to Bryce Young. I don't expect this offense to put up enough points to where they control the game outright and win by two touchdowns. That's never going to happen. So if that's the case and we see Carolina win, it there's a pretty good possibility that there's another game-winning drive of sorts. There's a pretty good possibility that they're down and you need something special from the offense or particularly their quarterback in Bryce. And maybe he does it for the third time this year where he leads his team down the field and ends up kicking a field goal or scoring a touchdown because we don't expect Carolina with a win to have blown out the opponent. The two win teams don't blow the other team out. So if they win, it's probably going to be pretty close, and it's probably going to come down to a play Bryce Young has to make. And so if they get a second straight win, Wes, that means Bryce Young will have some real momentum going into this offseason, trying to bring people back into his good graces. Hey, look, I'm a first overall worthy QB, and Carolina did not miss when they selected me. C.J. Stroud had a better rookie year. That's fine. You can rank him ahead of me now. But outright missing on selecting me, now I'm able to put together a couple of wins and think that would go a long way. Yeah, It would I go a long way for, for the young QB. All right, let's take a break. We still have plenty of questions to get to. The when, the where, the why. Where is the biggest matchup? Where is that on the football field? We can continue to roll on with the game day dubs as the show goes on. We have a special edition, though, of you know maybe some games that we like to play. Start, bench, cut. We'll play a Panthers edition of start, bench, cut. Who would you start? Between Derek Brown, Brian Burns, and Frankie Louvu. And I don't want to cut any of them, to be honest with you, but that's the game. <laughs> Find out who we cut. Coming up next, Weston Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. at it with Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. A lot of people haven't tried a lot of very common things on the text line. Have you noticed that, Fiddy? 
Um, no, I had something else I was wanting to bring to the air. Well, what do you want to bring to the air? I saw you grab for the mic. Yeah. It's, we, we still need to work on that line of communication. We're, we're a new show. We're trying to figure it out. It doesn't matter if we've been on the air for a year. Still trying to figure it out every now and then. What did you want to say? Bring it in the second. All right, so you're flying to Indy tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are you a Wi-Fi guy while you fly? Like, will you, like, will you, put, like, will you purchase the, the Wi-Fi or no? I actually don't. What I usually do is download whatever podcast I want to listen to, and then I just have it on deck, ready to go. So I usually don't purchase Wi-Fi. The Four Corners mm. will be updated with the Oklahoma recap by the time you fly out of Charlotte Douglas later tonight. But well, that's a passive-aggressive way of telling you you need to watch it. Yeah, he wanted to bring that in. He wanted to ruin the sweets combo and the food combo, and he said, that's not what I wanted to talk about. I actually <laughs> wanted to talk about if you were going to listen to my podcast on the plane later on today. Well, that's not what I know, because remember, we, we had the idea yesterday to Y'all create me a playlist. I like this beat, so I want this song. But I think what we should do is y'all make me a separate playlist. Like, Walker, you make me one. Wes, you make me one. Oh, dueling playlist. And yeah. then then I'll come back and give the thumbs up, thumbs down on the actual <laughs> lyrics of the beats that I like. You say you like the last. Oh, that's a good idea. You like the last beat that played? Yeah, this is Drop Drop by Joe Budden. Yeah. <laughs> 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 drop drop by Joe Budden. How long is that flight? Like an hour and some change? Yeah, that's I it. figured. It's not long. Not even enough time to watch a good movie. I don't do the Wi-Fi, but I definitely take advantage of the entertainment. I watch the movie. I watched two movies when we went to Boston. Yeah, you were all into Mission Impossible again. Yeah, you I finished saying, you, that. You, you treated that like it was your living room, took your shoes off, <laughs> put the phone up there on back of the chair. Yeah. You were watching the movie. Well, well, the second flight was a little bit less comfortable because the seats weren't as comfortable i was a little bit more tight and they didn't take the shoes what i told the story i told the story about what happened to you (laughs) when you were when you were out sick i told the story about how somebody was trying to say hey look my wife she's a little nervous flying on the plane and she wanted to sit next to me and then i know that it was i know you didn't want to do it if looks could kill i know i definitely looked at him like dog i really don't want to do this he right actually now. he actually stood down on it like he was he, well, he did, like he was ready to fight yeah but he did he was like well if you don't want to do it that's okay i understand i, I felt like that was a little after because i couldn't hear very well i mm-hmm. guess but then at first i was like well okay maybe he wants him to do something i thought it was just going to be over a seat but no he had you in the very back yeah he repeated he repeated it a couple of times you know i think it was more so he didn't want his wife to sit next to me because you know she might think i'm a little handsome you know and she, oh. you know he might not like that you know? all right home <laughs> but, I, I think i found your new wrestling name homewrecker <laughs> but regardless um homewrecker west i watched gran turismo on the flight back and it was so good i enjoyed it a lot all right so we got yeah the action movies that's what you're about man yeah Mission man. impossible homewrecker i wanted to get to some more food <laughs> items that people have never tried before Let's that might surprise people 704 said that orange cheese ball with nuts on it yeah i'm not surprised you never had, had that before but my mom eats those okay. i've seen those in the refrigerator before and i never ate any we got what a, is it we got a, a cheese ball yeah just a cheese ball you know had it like with crackers and stuff Never had the oh. cheese ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he said with nuts on it, so like I thought it was there was nuts in the cheese. I mean, I think there are. I think that's exactly what that means. Nuts on the cheese. We're gonna move on from that combo. Uh, Seven oh four said, uh, "Never lobster." Got a couple of lobster mentions in there. Oh, I could get that. Look, if you if you don't love seafood anyway, it's not like oh, I'll just spend fifty dollars on this lobster and try it real quick. Like, I'll try pretty much anything once, mm-hmm. food wise. 704 said, I've never tried yogurt before. A little surprising there. Wow. Yeah, that is surprising. I think chitlins is probably the only thing that I can't do. 
Well, I mean, as far as surprising, though, after all the horror stories I heard about that, no, I'm not eating it. I mean, all my friends would tell me anytime you walk into the house and it smells like doo-doo, I'm not going to eat a food that makes a kitchen smell like doo-doo. I just really? can't do it. It smells that bad? Yeah, like, it does. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like the bad. meat asparagus because, you know, asparagus smells like it does cow not. urine. It does not. It makes your urine smell worse. <laughs> it's not smelling like that when you eat it. Yeah, my great-grandma used to make uh, chitlins, man, and when she would make them, it smelled awful. I mean, I know. I mean, it smelled like the animal was back there and they would just doing it fresh like yeah, yeah, just right on your plate <laughs> yep see i never i never tried it my friends that would try it one time and say they would never do it again i just skipped that whole process okay if you never want to do it again i don't want to do it the first time Ooh. so that's what happened with me you found something that was weird to you fitting that 336 number never had a cookout yeah burger. i just saw that too i oh, thought that, so that was for you. tremendous coach paulie said he never had burn-ins i love burn oh, oh burn god yeah great i yeah, love burn-ins but but i'm not surprised with that because that's uh you really gotta know about barbecue to try burn-in so i'm not surprised that that they've never had that so yeah. don't eat willie peas yeah yeah poor poor guy i mean he, I thought he was able to salvage his Seriously? reputation. Yeah, I thought Willie was able to salvage it. He had the whole video with the juice and everything, and you were eating it, and you gave a thumbs up, but he's still not safe from these dry brisket jokes. It's a shame. We should do start bench cut with some of these foods. Well, we can. Let's go to that after this, maybe, because we have three Panthers categories I want to get to. We're going to go around the room, and we'll play everybody's favorite social media game, <laughs> start, bench, or cut, and we're playing a Carolina Panthers edition. So let's start with the stalwarts on the defensive side of the ball. Derek Brown, Brian Burns, Frankie Louvu. Wes, it's your game. I'm going to make you go first again. Let's I'm just it. pushing you out onto the plank first a couple times today. Start, bench, cut. Derek Brown, Brian Burns, Frankie Louvu. How are you sorting it all out? Uh, for me, this is tough, but it's easy. I'm going to start Derek Brown, I'm going to bench Brian Burns, and I'm going to cut Frankie Louvu. Okay, Fiddy, is that does that seem right to you? Um, no, I would start Derek Brown. I would bench Frankie Louvu and I would cut Brian Burns. You already know he was going to say that based off his past opinions about Brian Burns. I did. I, I thought that might be the case. I'm going to go with Wes. I think Derek Brown, this is, goes back to our conversation. What was it? Maybe two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He separated himself as the clear best player on this team. It used to be Brian Burns. Most people would go with that route. I think Derek was in that conversation last year, but after the last I don't know, what are we talking, like eight games now? Mm. Something like that. He's just been on an absolute tear. He's the clear best player on this squad. That's just how it is. And that would it used to be a conversation. I don't know who you would put above him. Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. The only thing I'd like to see from him, a few more sacks on the board, but yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, he's and he's not De- Dexter Lawrence, even Jalen Carter. He like we get it, but here on this team and still a phenomenal defensive tackle. It's just interesting to see him continue to grow while we might not have seen other people take that step. Maybe JC Horn's instance with him just being injured, Brian Burns not getting home as much as we want him to, if especially if you're asking for 30 million dollars a year. Yeah, it's been Derek Brown. I'm with you, Wes. I agree with you on that one. Um speaking of JC Horn, let's go to the Panthers secondary. Start, bench, cut. Fiddy, we'll go with you first here. Uh, J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, Xavier Woods. All right, now go. Uh, that was my bad. I would start J.C. Horn. I would bench Xavier Woods, and I'd cut uh, Action Jackson. Yeah, I think that's the answer. I would start J.C. Horn. Um, I'd bench Xavier Woods and cut Dante Jackson. Dante's been playing a lot better football than he had in quite some time. At the beginning, it was a rough start, maybe like that first month. But I think he's been playing... Still, like a problematic corner, 
but still playing better than what it was at the beginning and one of the better cover corners in all the NFL. But he's got to be cut here. Like Xavier's been playing like one of the better safeties in the league. When JC is on and on the field, JC is a difference maker. So I'm starting JC. I'm benching Xavier Woods. I'm cutting Dante Jackson, too. See, for all those reasons you said about Xavier, as far as this year goes, I'm starting Xavier Woods, that's benching J.C. Horn, cutting Dante. You're not cutting J.C. Because yeah, you, you would have cut him last year. I wouldn't have cut him. <laughs> <laughs> he smiled at me when he did it. Uh, all right, let's go to a legend. This one is just cruel. Yeah, this one's going to light up the text line right here. This, this is going to set it off. I don't even want to say it. See, this is poor planning on my part. <laughs> I love it. Because I went West first on the first question. I went Fitty first on the second question. And now it only makes sense. I'm going to bring in Willie. Willie, come in and answer this question first. Okay. Ju- <laughs> <laughs> Julius Peppers, Steve Smith, Luke Keekley. I don't know. I really don't know. Who are you starting? Who are you benching? Who are you cutting? I really have zero clue on what to do. Well, you got to do it. You got to do what you got to do. I really hate this. Yeah. <laughs> got to do it, baby. How do you this not is start long, a guy that's a two-time is, all-decade guy? I'm starting Julius Peppers. I did, I did settle on that, but I don't know who to cut. I'm starting Julius Peppers. Okay. So if you play a premium position... A little biased because he's maybe my favorite athlete of all time. All right. But it might be true. Well, growing up watching him be a big old difference to that Carolina team in the Final Four run, love that as well. I'm going Pep starting. Okay. <laughs> I think I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to start Steve Smith or bench Steve Smith okay. because longevity in a Panther uniform mm-hmm. and – playing at a really high level across different eras Mm -hmm. of Carolina Panther football. I got to bench him. And then I'm cutting Luke Keekley, even if it feels very cringy because Luke Keekley, I think at the height, there's not many people messing with Luke Keekley. Like he was the best at his position for a while. Longevity just favors Steve Smith so much. I just said the other day, even in Baltimore, his last year, he had like 800 yards receiving. Send it in, man. I'm not happy about it. I'm sorry I cutting Luke Keekley. I apologize, Luke. I'm starting Julius Peppers. I'm benching Steve Smith. I'm cutting Luke Keekley. Please, Wes, take it away. All right. Um, yeah, man, I'm sorry you had to go through that. I it's know okay. that, that was tough for you, but um, I'm starting Pep. Yeah. I'm benching Keekley. Okay. And I'm cutting Smitty. All right. Sorry, uh, Smitty. You know, I love you, Smitty, but uh, – Peppers, we already know what he represents. You said all that. But Luke Keekley, and I'm just saying from a fan perspective, when my team was playing against the Panthers when he was roaming, there was no player I feared more in a Panthers uniform than Keekley. Yeah, he was so smart. He was so fast. He was so physical. Like, Keekley was scary, man. It's like you, your quarterback, your game plan better be on point because he's going to wreck it. I mean, he was just a wreck. I, I had a bit of a, you know, thinking about him and Pep because Keekley was just, he was a if, dog. If you're going, man. if you're going with God, a, he was a dog. If you're going with a five year stretch, then Luke Keekley might be starting. I, I just, no, and that it's man not his was fault. all pro I know. every year I know. of his career. I know. He was unbelievable. All right, make me feel worse about it. Why don't you? Okay. <laughs> saying, Keekley was unbelievable, man. <laughs> all right, Fitty, you got to answer. You're not, a, you're not safe from this smoke either. What you got? Oh, yeah, no. I would, I would start Luke Keekley. Uh, he's the second best linebacker I've ever seen play in my lifetime behind Ray Lewis. Um, I would, I would bench Julius Peppers because you can't not 
cut a two-time All-Decade guy. And I know Steve Smith glared at me through the window the other day. He, he might did. be coming back because that's true. he's the guy that I would cut. That's true. I didn't like that. <laughs> I loved it. That's why I no, put it in there. When no. I was thinking of a third category, I said, well, I said other position groups on the Panthers are going to be tough. I said, because there's not really any clear-cut guys that you would have an issue with. So I said, I'm going to go legendary. Okay, well, let's turn it back around on you. Start, bench, cut. Oh. Montana, Rice. Who's a, who's a third legend? I don't okay. know. Like Ronnie Lott, Steve Young are the first two that come to mind. Yeah, you do. Is you this do. for me? It's yeah, fair. this is for you. Okay. All right, yeah, yeah. Start, bench, cut. Joe Montana, uh -huh. Jerry Rice. Steve and, Young. Steve and, Young was my guy. And Steve Young was your guy? Okay. Oh, so yeah. you probably start him. But you can you can roll with that three. Um, I mean, you got to start Jerry Rice, man. He's the GOAT. You know, I'm actually with you on that. Those career got to start Jerry Rice. Oh God, but it is hard. This last mm, one. Yeah, no, nah, no, but no, I'm no, benching. No. I'm benching Montana, cutting Steve Young, even though Steve Young is my your guy. guy. You cut him. It is, but I mean Montana, four and zero in the Super Bowl, four Super Bowl MVPs. Broadway Joe, whatever Joe you want to cool Joe, whichever one you want to go, man. Montana is the 49ers. So right. I got to go with him. It's the Wesson Walker Show, disrespecting legends of the game on Sports Radio 927 <laughs> WFNZ. Two more hours to go. It's the Campus Corner coming up next. Corner. Sports Radio 927 FM.